Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Wife Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports and embraces the women behind the military men by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. This week, I wanted to talk about how I could have let this past weekend be the total unraveling of me, how I could have easily let myself be pulled into a dark hole and start to let every area in my life go. I've done it before. Old habits die hard. Trust me. It would be far easier to just throw my hands up and say, nope, I give up. I can't juggle all the balls anymore. It's just too much. This past weekend was chugging along nicely like any other normal weekend until we had a medical emergency for my four and a half year old. I had lit some scented candles on the coffee table in our lounge room and had told both my girls, as I do every time I light candles, don't touch the candles, stay away from the candles. Both of them were then off playing their own games in different rooms, so I took the opportunity to do a quick clean at the other end of the house and had had my earphones in. I stopped for a bit in the office and took my earphones out and unbeknownst to me, my four and a half year old had set up a game in the lounge room and started playing near the coffee table where the candles were. Then what happened next was I heard a blood curdling scream coming from the other end of the house and at first I thought she'd seen a spider or a bug or something but then the screaming continued. So I ran so fast to get to her and at first I didn't know what had happened. I initially saw a piece of hair fall off her shoulder and I thought, oh, she's thought the hair was a spider or a bug and tried to brush it off but scared herself. But the fear in her eyes just didn't match that. And then the smell hit me, the smell of burning hair. And straight away I looked at her hair and realized her hair was burnt off right across the front of her head. She was shaking but not crying. So I assessed it and thought, okay, the hair is singed but she's okay everything's okay. I couldn't get much information out of her so I put her in my bed with the iPad and an ice cream to make her feel a little better and just lay there watching her and giving her cuddles. I assume she must have leant across the coffee table and her hair fell in front of her face and ignited from brushing past the candle but I didn't want to push her for information because I could tell she was upset and had really scared herself. We'd been to a craft morning that morning and she'd gotten face paint on her face and I kept checking her face and the face paint was intact. When I touched her face, it didn't hurt, nothing hurt. So I just thought we'd escape with the hair being burnt, but it just didn't sit right with me. In the meantime, I had sent a quick email to my husband to keep him in the loop because I knew the comms were down on the ship. So I didn't actually know when he would get the message, but I just needed to at least feel as though I had told him and that as soon as he got comms back, he would be able to email me and at least send some words of love. Not long after I had sent the email, I got a call from an unknown number and it was my husband calling from the Padres phone, which is a satellite phone used for emergencies. And as soon as I heard his voice, I just lost it. I think I had been in denial about how serious things could have been and when I finally told someone about it, it was like it was sinking in and I just cried and cried. My husband offered some words of encouragement and support for the few minutes he could talk and then I went back to mum mode, game face and giving cuddles. Then about an hour and a half after it had happened, I just had an instinct to wipe the face paint off and just check her face and my instincts were right. Underneath it, she had a red mark with a white spot in the middle and it's like from there, it just got worse by the minute. My initial denial was that 
but she isn't in any pain. Maybe it's just red from the hair burning. Surely it would have shown up straight away or the face paint would have burnt off or something. But then I knew in my gut that I needed to get it checked. I called my mom, who's a nurse, and told her what had happened, sent her some photos of it, and she agreed I should take her to get it checked. So I packed the girls into the car thinking, okay, it's bad, but it'll be okay. They'll put some cream on it and dress it and it'll be okay. We get to the hospital and things all of a sudden get very serious. And we're straight away putting Evie under the shower for as long as she will stand it, which ended up being about 45 minutes. Because apparently we're in the three hour window for burns and they're telling me that they're consulting with the burns unit in Sydney and that they're waiting to hear what they'll do for treatment depending on what the burns unit says. I was holding it together, but man, I just wanted the ground to swallow me up and let me cry. And all the while I was saying to them, but I didn't think it was as bad as what it was because she isn't in any pain. But the doctor told me that with burns, often the worse they are, the less they hurt. So then my stomach turned thinking here I was sitting at home, giving her an ice cream when she had a serious burn because I lit a candle and left the room and I failed her. This could have been prevented if I was there with her, if I wasn't trying to do five things at once and I was instead playing with her and if I had just not lit that stupid candle. Have you heard about our Lots of Love Care Packages? An anonymous and free box of self-care goodies that can totally make a military spouse's day. It's a way for friends and family to send an acknowledgement in the mail to a military spouse to let them know they're awesome and the Military Wife Life community has their back. Pop over to the Military Wife Life website after you finish listening to this episode, of course, and sign someone up for the Lots of Love box. Evie was a trooper and took it all in her stride, which helped me keep it together. To be honest, she was just peeved we had to wash the face paint off and made me promise to take her to get it redone when it was all over. We got it dressed and I, of course, had to tell the story of how it happened over and over just to drive that knife into my heart again and again. And so we're wrapping up the treatment and the doctors give me instructions about waiting to hear from the burns unit for further treatment. And then they casually say, oh, and we'll need to send details to social services. They might want to talk to you about what happened. I literally had silent tears coming down my face, but as us military spouses do, I kept holding it together. I bundled the girls back in the car, bought the McDonald's on the way home for dinner, as you do. We watched a movie together and had cuddles and a little debrief about what had happened. And they both went to bed and then it was just me, in my silent house, alone with my thoughts, and just that sad, sad feeling in the pit of my stomach. Sad because this all could have been prevented. Sad because I was doing this alone and maybe if I wasn't, I would have been more on the ball. Sad because she had to go through that scary moment by herself and then I didn't even think she had an injury so I just gave her cuddles and wasn't on top of it straight away. Sad because I just wanted my military person home to give me a hug and tell me it was going to be okay and that we will get through this together. Sad because I'm going through yet another thing alone and the emotional and mental load on my shoulders is just too much sometimes. And sad because what if it had been worse? What if she set her clothes on fire? What if her whole face was burnt? What if, what if? I just had that sadness in the very pit of my stomach. The one you can't really shake. The one that takes time. Now usually I would let that sadness be the reason I don't eat right. The reason I start to stop taking care of myself. To stop exercising and just fall into a hole of self-pity. But not this time. I've done the work. I've laid the foundations by making it okay to prioritize myself and this is not going to destroy all of that. There are always going to be things that go wrong, things that don't go the way they're supposed to, hard times, sad times, it's life. But I, we, deserve to keep putting us first 
and to keep looking after us so we can keep doing all the things. There is no guilt in that. And maybe you haven't been through an emergency that really brings it home for you. Maybe you're just getting through day by day. Maybe you have been sick for a week and there's no one to help pick you up to look after you and you are just depleted. Maybe the car broke down and you had to deal with a mechanic and lifts and juggling no car. Maybe your child cried at daycare drop-off every day this week, but you love and need your job and have a constant internal battle between the tears and your needs. Whatever it is that you're dealing with, because let's face it, who really wants to deal with anything more than we have to? Our plates are full enough without the extra stuff. Whatever it is, don't let it be the thing that pulls you down and defeats you. Let it be the thing that reminds you that in order to get through the next thing, because there will be a next thing, you need to put something in place to help you. You need to put you first. Let it be the time you didn't give up and you kept going to the gym and you kept doing things you love for you because it made you feel good and built you up and gave you the strength to get through. Look, it isn't just this scary and stressful past weekend that would have been my unraveling. Of course, there are little things along the way that built to that point. Sick kids, me being sick, being the organizer, the fixer, the everything to everyone, having to be the one that takes on the weight of our family. It is a lot and all of it adds to wear you down. But this time I'm going to say yes to me, to looking after me. I hope you will too. You owe it to yourself, to your family and your military member. You have gotten this far. Keep going. Whatever putting you first looks like for you, do it. Small changes, little steps, they're all taking you forward instead of back. When you are okay, everything else is okay. Growth and putting you first and maybe saying no to things in order to say yes to you. It may not be easy, but trust me, it is so worth it. I so hope you are able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 